Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. The Opinions, The Panel. Cool panel this morning, consisting of uh, all-rounder, really. Mark Watson, I put him in that category. He's been uh, a host, of course. Uh, He's been a commentator. He's uh, got uh, very strong opinions on a lot of matters. I look forward to Mark this morning and uh, with him, uh, Patrick McKendry. Patrick uh, now has a new vocation. He is uh, a One News sports writer. So uh, I look forward to uh, hearing from Patrick as well. Uh, in fact, Patrick, I'll give you uh, first serve, if you like, uh, the, uh, re- uh, the reaction really uh, from your point of view to this uh, report coming out and uh, the Black Ferns, it's, it's sort of hit the headlines. Yeah, it certainly has. Maybe good morning to you and, and Mark. Uh, I guess mixed emotions around the Black Ferns review. I guess firstly, um, fantastic that it was obviously so thorough. Um, secondly, pretty disappointed really with what they found. Um, like so many deficiencies in that environment um, and some pretty bad ones, clearly none of them are conducive to, to a high-performance environment and you know, maybe that explains why um, they went so poorly on, on last year's end of year tour, losing all four tests pretty convincingly. So um, I, I guess with so many things found wanting, I am very surprised that uh, there haven't been more casualties in terms of coaches or management uh, losing their positions. Um, you know, I, I think uh, although we haven't properly heard from Glenn Moore, we haven't heard his side of the story. As head coach, I think he... I think the buck stops with him, and I'm surprised that he's still there, to be honest. Okay, Mark, uh, what's your take on it? Yeah, don't disagree um, with what Patrick has just said. It seems to me that it's just amazing that with the resource and the level of, um, you know, how high-profile New Zealand rugby is, that they've allowed this to happen, that, you you know, they've got a model of perfection and excellence on the men's side, and why that hasn't been transferred across to the women's in regards to the setup. Um, a couple of the interesting things, and I think, you, you know, you can't just look purely at um, the coaching stuff. The interesting thing was um, that I read about it is that, you know, that the women within this team and the professional environment do have to learn to take criticism a little bit better as well, and I think that was quite an interesting comment. Um, I think it, you know, one player basically stood up and said, look, I felt bullied, my mental health suffered, and suddenly we have this review. Would we have had the review if someone hadn't spoken up? Um, I think we've also got to be a little bit careful in this country. We've seen a lot of women's sports where athletes are coming out and claiming being bullied. 
and you know, we're, we're, and we've seen a lot of internal reviews. Now, the environment these days within the media, the political environment, the moment that happens, hey, we have to have that review. We've just got to be a little bit careful too, because you know, clearly in this case, yes, there was some genuine. Um, I think there's some genuine evidence to back up those claims, but we've got to be careful too that we don't just every time a coach yells at somebody, everybody time a coach asks for more out of an athlete or an athlete doesn't end up getting picked that immediately, oh, it's bullying. Um, because I think we're going to end up seeing a lot of male coaches and stuff walk away from coaching female athletes um, just in the fair fact that they just don't want to have that label. You know, I saw it last year with New Zealand kayaking with a good friend of mine, Gordon Walker. Now he managed to survive all of that. And so, yeah, well, I think this is really positive for women's rugby. I, I, I just, yeah, I just hope that every time an athlete sort of puts their hand up and says, I've been bullied, that, you know, we don't just do these in-depth investigations and somehow at the end of it have to find some sort of outcome. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sort of at a, at a loss to answer this question to myself, Patrick, and I, 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 I seek your guidance here. I just wonder whether this would have happened had they had a far more successful tour to the Northern Hemisphere, had they beaten England and France at least once. Uh, would uh, would we have gone into um, panic review mode as such? I think Mark um, touched on it. I, I think if Tikura hadn't put her hand up and said, um, you know, and, and, and stated on social media that she was really struggling and, and, and for the reasons that she gave, I, I think that's why there, there was the review. Obviously, the results um, compounded it. And, you know, I, I don't think those results are acceptable, but either to be honest after you know the, the the proud history that the black ferns have how they've gone from being so good to so average and completely overtaken by the northern hemisphere teams um i i think um you know i, I think that uh, look i know that the, the northern hemisphere teams now have such an advantage in terms of women's rugby with the six nations and what a fantastic tournament that is and i watched England play Wales the other day and wow uh, the English players in particular just fantastic so so skillful and clearly well coached, and you can see that. And I don't think you can say that about the Black Ferns, quite frankly. Um, so, uh, look, I, I think um, players accept criticism if everyone's accountable, um, and I, I don't think that's the case here. So, um, you know, I don't think this. I don't think this is the end of it. I don't think it is either. Um, but let's hope they can get on, um, finalise their staff, and get on and. Uh, prepare the time is absolutely running out here uh, mark just staying on the rugby subject uh, steve hansen once called it ugly justin marshall has come out in the last uh, few days and said they got a, basically it's the, the worst thing that's happening in the game uh, and that is of course uh, the line out drive rolling mall type situation that we see in the game what are your thoughts yeah look it's starting to become um yeah, the default setting for every team, isn't it? Suddenly, we're not taking the three points in offer. We're quick kicking to the corner. We're setting the rolling ball up. It seems very much favour the attacking team. It's a very, very hard thing, technically, and way the rules are set up to defend. Um, I'm not sure that it's great for the viewing public. And even if you seem to negate the rolling ball, suddenly the arm goes out and you're back under advantage again. Um, look, I... I, I had a Peter Mears, a rugby commentator on the program last night and he basically sort of just you know, he almost said that it sort of just legalised 
sort of blocky, and he couldn't quite get his head around how it's actually allowed, how it actually is allowed to happen in rugby. Um, it almost sort of um, contradicts so many other rules in terms of, you know, accidental offside and other things that we do see um, on a, on a playing field. So, look, I'm not sure what the solution is. We tried it a lot last year, didn't we? I remember the second test against South Africa and we continued to try and kick to the corner, continued to try the rolling ball. South Africa, you know, negated us and we ended up actually losing that test. So, you know, I, I think sides, um, I think sides are, are going to need to, you know, they can't afford to be just one-dimensional. Yes, you might be able to get away with sides that are struggling with, with it, such as Moana Pacifica, uh, but, you know, if you come up against a side like, say, South Africa, you know, if we say this transfers back into the international game, then, yeah, I, 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 I think, um, yeah, I, I think it, we, it, we could end up, you know, getting us into a bit of trouble again. Yep, totally agree. Mark Watson, Patrick McKendry with us uh, on the panel this morning. Going to take a short break uh, for the news with Araha, and then we will return with part two. The panel. He's a busy man, that Mark Watson. Uh, glad to have him on the panel this morning. And uh, Patrick McKendry as well. Uh, Patrick, uh, look, uh, Anton Leonard-Brown, uh, looks like he could well be out for six months. Does that mean uh, we're going to see a lot more Geordie Barrett and maybe Geordie Barrett in the midfield in the black jersey? Well, that's the big question, uh, isn't it? Um, and, but before I get into that, I'll just have a quick word, if I may, about the rolling ball um, and how it's apparently okay. not defensible. Um the Crusaders seem to do it pretty well, don't they? I don't think they've conceded a line-out drive in five or six years under Scott Robertson. So what he, whatever he and Jace Ryan are doing uh, with that pack seems to be working pretty well. But anyway, uh, I, I, I digress. Um, the midfield, yeah, I mean, that, that's uh, it's been an issue, hasn't it, under Ian Foster for a couple of years now. He, he just can't, for various reasons, uh, settle on a, on a really... Um, solid uh, and, and consistent midfield partnership. And now that Anton Leonard Brown's out for six months, ruling him out of the Irish Test in July, which, uh, which will be highly anticipated given what's happened recently uh, with, with Ireland rugby, um, he has some big decisions to make. And I, I think, um, obviously, the return of, of Jack Goodhue, I think he played club rugby at the weekend, got through 40 minutes. I think he has to be fairly high up there because he's such a quality player. Um, and, you know, if you're looking for a partner for Jack um, at the moment, I'd, I'd have to go with Rico Ioane. I, I think, um, you know, he's developed so much in that area. He, he played pretty well in Northern Hemisphere Tour last year. He scored a, a cracking try against uh, France and Paris. Uh, I, I think he deserves a shot. Right, OK, let's get uh, across the fence to Rugby League, shall we? And uh, the Warriors have been called out for not acting sooner. Uh, on the homophobic slur that came uh, out of their camp on the field of play. Uh, Mark Watson, I feel a little bit for Cameron George, the CEO, in this situation. I mean, uh, he can't govern that, can he? I mean, but he has, has to continually apologise for it. Yeah, look, it's a really difficult one. I mean, you know, you're dealing with young men, men who... Look, it's no excuse for it. I'm not trying to justify it, but there's a lot of language thrown out there, and sometimes they throw out words, and I'm not sure that they mean it the way it's sometimes interpreted but players do know now that look they are on 24 7 there's microphones there's all sorts of things you get picked up for foul play you do get picked up for foul language look the nrl the warriors they've got to live up to a brand and when a player comes out 
and says things like that, which clearly are homophobic slurs, then it brings the whole organisation, the whole competition, it challenges its integrity. You can't stand up there and say, hey, we're a club that preaches family values. Um, we're all inclusive. And then, you know, suddenly that is picked up. And, and look, let's be honest, the media will always pick up on those things. Um, they know that it's going to get a lot of clicks. Um, yes, yeah, so, so look, I, I think in these situations, clubs probably just need to do more around a little bit of media risk management. Hey, if these things do happen, what is our plan? Let's hit the button immediately. Uh, let's come out, let's make a statement. Let's not hesitate here. Um, and, you know, but, but equally too, you know, you've got to sit down with the player first. You can't just throw them under the bus and just assume that, hey, they're guilty because the media said it. Yeah, look, it, it, it's a difficult one. Um, but, yeah, uh, look, as I said, the political environment, mate, there's just no room for it. And so they've just got to be smarter. They've got to be better. And, you know, maybe maybe in the changing room, they just need to rehearse um, the lines that they're going to throw at players when they are under duress and just make sure they you know, um, use more conventional band language, if I can say that, if any. <laughs> yeah, I, I know exactly where you're coming from, but sometimes, sometimes, um, uh, you know, something rules your brain just momentarily and you think, oh, my God. Uh, and you've just got to be fully yep. aware that referees carry mics, oh, uh, touch oh, judges oh, or ARs carry mics and their, and their flags. There's nothing there. <clears throat> look, look, Smithy, I mean, we've all done it on radio. We've all done our media careers at times where things come out and say, oh, I hope that's not interpreted or, you know, and you sort of yeah. go, oh, okay, yeah, not good. But, you, you know, it's very hard to pull it back, isn't it? You can't. No. No, you can't pull it back. Um, what's uh, said is said. Can't unlisten it. Um, Patrick, uh, his text has just come in, actually, before I get your comments on, on that particular matter, if you like. But uh, Chris has come in. I'm yeah. not quite sure if he's from your neck of the woods or not because he said the Crusaders defending the rolling mall well because refs don't penalise them at any stage. Uh, you wouldn't be buying into that. <laughs> oh look, I, I'm not surprised that was brought up. And um, given what happened at the end of that Hurricanes match, which I think you were were at uh, on on the sidelines, Smithy, um in Wellington, yeah, there, um, they were very lucky. The Crusaders, no doubt about it, at the incident where clearly Scott Barrett interfered with Artie Severe, and the, as he was jumping, brought him down too early. Um, but clearly, that was worth another look. And um, I, I think not only. The Crusaders lucky to get away with that one. They were probably uh, lucky to get away with the victory as well. Um, so yeah, look. Um, but I, I just feel that as part of the game, uh, the line-out drive or the drives driving more. Um, that, that the game is supposed to be for all shapes and sizes, um, and, and that's another element um, where the, the big boys can roll their sleeve, sleeves up and get into it. So. Uh, I know it is a little bit counterintuitive because there are offsides and things like that, but it's just I feel it's just part of it, an integral part of the game. Um, in, ten, in terms of the NRL and Montoya business, I, I think nearly 48 hours afterwards, I think the, the Warriors should have reacted a bit quicker than that. I think once it's heard on a broadcast, once it gets into social media, uh, you just got to act a lot quicker. And, and Mark's right, you do, you do need to talk to the player, you do need to investigate. But uh, I think they probably should have got the ball rolling a bit quicker than that. Okay, uh, let's look at uh, something really cool. Uh, I thought it was cool, Mark, uh, anyway, and that was uh, this fellow, Scotty Scheffler. Man, has he taken the golfing world by storm now? I think he's won four tournaments this year, including a major. Only one other player has done that, and you know who that is. Yeah, look, I just think the back nine of the final day of a golfing major is just some of the most 
Oh, it's just one of the great things in sport, isn't it? If you want to see a metaphor for sports psychology, watch that. Um, some players have a head like granite. Some players come in with a head like granite, end up being marshmallows by the end of it. Um, it'll be interesting to see how things progress for him with the success. Um, you know, there will be all the big commercial partners now lining up to be part of it and suddenly you've just got that clarity as a golfer then suddenly you've become a business person along with it um, and that can change um, uh, you know that, that, that can change a golfer's mindset but boy 25 years of age um, yeah simply remarkable it, you know it's, it's, it's one thing having the talent and the technical ability to, but they have the mental side of it that you know that's why certain players or certain sportsmen, they end up having statues built of them. But just to give you an example, I mean, you go back, you look at Rory McIlroy, I think he won four majors fairly quickly, didn't he? And then the business side of it came in and he sort of hasn't quite been the same player. So it'll be interesting to see now with the big target on his back, his reputation, how he does handle that. Because, yeah, he is still only 25 years of age, but, yeah, outstanding. Patrick, what did you make of the Tiger show? Um... It was, <laughs> look, it ended up a little bit of a damp script, didn't it, because it was um, performance in the third round, which is disappointing, I guess, for the tournament, and obviously him and, and all his supporters. But it just shows, I think, how important Tiger Woods is to golf. Um, he He's almost bigger than the game, which is remarkable when you, when you sit back and think about it. Um, he's such a draw card. And if he's not um, sort of in contention... A lot of people are going to switch off. And I, I didn't watch the final round. I know that, um, obviously, Rory McIlroy sort of roared back and had a, a superb last round, um, and that piqued my interest. But if, if a sort of an identikit, relatively boring American is leading a tournament, I'm probably not going to tune in. I'm not that much of a golf fan. But if Tiger Woods is, then 100% I will. Or if Rory McIlroy is, then yeah, definitely. But uh, I, I guess from my perspective, it just shows how important personality is not only in sport, but in particular golf. Yep. Okay. Well, uh, thanks, gentlemen. Uh, Pat McKen- Patrick McKendry, Mark Watson. Mark Watson will be on air, of course, tonight with Storm Purvis. So uh, look forward to that. Thanks for your content, uh, guys, this morning. Uh, we'll have another panel uh, at the same time tomorrow morning. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.